I'm Andrew Murata, host of the Education Leadership and Beyond podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you are listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Terry Lynn Suter, who is the Chief Executive Officer at Parent Powered. Join us as we talk about supporting students, family engagement, and creating positive learning environments. So much to learn. Thanks for listening. Oh, by the way, it'd be so cool. There's a couple different ways you could uh, support the podcast. You know, one of them would be to go to my website, stephenmaletto.com slash reviews and uh, leave a positive review. What do you think? You know, a few nice words and five stars? Hmm, that'd be so cool. Another way would be to go to the link on my website where you can uh, buy me a couple of coffee and uh, you know uh, dedicate a dollar or two to the uh, the the podcast to help me update my equipment and uh, stay in touch with the latest uh, software and such and another way would be by uh, filling out the uh, uh, the form that uh, asks you to sub- subscribe to the email list all you got to do is put in your email and uh, when I start producing those uh, newsletters you'll get them as they come out there um, and by the way I don't sell anybody's email address all right (laughs) so uh thanks so much for your help thanks so much for your support and thanks for listening enjoy the show the research our team did really surfaced ways that parents and caregivers can support their teens in order to increase their persistence and help see help them see the value of their education what we know is students need to see why school matters. So research finds that one of the primary drivers of high school disengagement and dropout is a failure to see like, why does it matter? Why do I need to be here? It's the education podcast, your favorite show with lots of groovy guests and they share what they know. So crank it up to 10 and let your neighbors know that here's another show with Dr. Steve Milletto. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12, ah, ah, with Dot Stimoletto. Terry Lynn Suter is the Chief Executive Officer at Parent Powered. An experienced C-suite leader and go-to-market strategist, Terry is skilled at building and growing education technology companies. In fact, she made the list of CEOs in the Real Power 50 by Minnesota Business and was a recipient of a Titan for Technology Award from Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. Terry, we're going to have a great conversation today. Welcome, and thanks so much for joining me. Say hello to everybody. Hello, good morning, and thank you so much for having me today. This is going to be a blast. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, glad you're here. And uh, Terry, let's try to let's do this first. Could could you tell us about your journey prior to becoming the CEO of Parent Powered? I sh- sure. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it was not a, a, a typical path. I'll I'll tell you. But um, I was always one of those kids that I I had a passion for business and leadership from. From an early age, um, I was I was a JA kid. So for those of you that are familiar with junior achievement, um, that's I I joined that early um, and kind of got the spark for for all things business. And in high school, I joined DECA and um, uh, so so from an early from an early age, I was really into business and entrepreneurship and um, pursued that through you know through my college years. Um, my background, I kind of came up through 
through the uh, the ranks of sales and marketing, mostly marketing, um, which is what I got my bachelor's degree in. I got my had my first marketing position out of college. Um, and one of the things about my background, and I think it's it, it's a theme, is that I've I've always I've been very fortunate in my career that I've had those above me help lift me up and give me opportunities that probably seemed beyond um, what I what I would have reached for on my own and just gave me those opportunities and that just continued to, to fuel my, my passion. Um, I kind of got into the education space um, probably about midway through my career. I spent a couple of years living in South Korea and um, at the time I had the opportunity to run the graduate programs for Troy State University, which is down in Alabama, um, that uh, they were that they were running for American expatriates and military service members in um, the Pacific uh, countries. And um, when I came back, I went to work in DC for the Johns Hopkins University School of Advanced International Studies, running their executive education programs. Um, and it was really kind of in the late 90s. I'm kind of aging myself here. <laughs> but I turned my tech uh, attention kind of into the to the fast growing then technology revolution, stepping into a, a marketing leadership role for um, a managed services arm of a, of a tech outsourcing company in the DC area. We were actually helping at that point in time, again, aging myself, helping companies navigate Y2K. Um, if you if you remember that <laughs> very well, very well. Um, but it, it was upon moving to Minneapolis, which is where I'm sitting today in very cold Minneapolis um, in 2002 that I, I really kind of stepped into the um, the education technology sector. Um, I had the opportunity to sort of bring together kind of this this mishmash of my background in, in education and technology. I joined Plato Learning, which is now Edmentum, went to work for them in marketing leadership roles over a seven-year period of time, um, which was a time of great innovation and change in the education technology market, um, really kind of inspired by the promise of tech to offer great impact and opportunity to help teaching and learning and improve teaching and learning for educators and students, um, which has really become a driver and a theme for me over the course of the, the, the more recent past 20 years of my career. I've spent time leading teams, leading companies across a variety of solutions um, but always working to solve some of the unique challenges and expand opportunities to impact improvements in teaching and learning from online curriculum to publishing to formative assessment and intervention, and today with parent-powered and family engagement. So all, all really seeking to leverage the promise and the capabilities of technologies to amplify and accelerate improvements and impact. Very nice, very nice. So, so at some point, did, did you just get bitten by this bug that said, I need to be in the C-suite and I need to, to do these, uh, you know, be focused on technology in the, in the education space? You know, I don't know that I ever really um, set my sights on the C-suite. It just, uh, it just sort of, you know, sort of happened through the course of my career and um, with each with each passing opportunity, I just saw where I could drive more and more impact. And that ultimately led me to the C-suite, which I, I love doing because I love leading teams around mission and impact. Um, so being in the C-suite has really allowed me to do that. 
Very cool. And, you know, and, you know, you've received some really cool recognition from uh, Minnesota Business, the Real Power 50 and Titan for Technology um, Award from Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal. Can you tell us about those those uh, those, those recognition, recognitions you got there? Well, I'm, I feel a little humble about oh, it. But <laughs> um, yeah, so they, you know, uh, my my former company, FastBridge Learning, was a uh, it is a, a K twelve formative assessment um, company that was developed um, by my two then partners and inventors um, out of the University of Minnesota. So we really had our heritage in the Minneapolis area, and um, the company, you know, when when we commercialized and rolled it out of the University of Minnesota, um, we had something that you know we were really proud of, and the market responded incredibly to, um, which resulted in a very fast growth um, company and organization. So we went from launching in 2015, you know, as a brand new startup out of the University of Minnesota, um, commercialized the company and went from brand new startup to uh, about 11 million in revenue in about three and a half years. And so, of course, um, when you're growing at that at that rate in any business sector, um, people pay attention. And so, so I'm, you know, but it, it was a it was a team effort. But definitely, as the as the CEO, I was really honored to have that recognition. That's awesome! Congrats and uh, very cool. So, I, you know, and and I and I appreciate I, I understand. Uh, not wanting to talk, talk about your recognitions and stuff, but I think it's really cool because it, it talks about uh, the type of focus and the fact that other people recognized uh, what you do. So I think that's cool. It was an exciting time. Absolutely. Um, and it was definitely an honor to be recognized. Very neat. So, all right. So let's talk about parent powered. Uh, what's its sure. purpose? I mean, what's its why? What, why does it exist? Well, uh, the the you know our mission, our purpose is really to create easy to use tools for for great parenting and and through that to improve the lives of all children. So our you know our mission is really founded on the belief that we we, we believe that children deserve the opportunity to thrive and research and practice and our own experience as parents tell uh, and and. Uh, uh, yeah, our own experiences in life just tell us that parents play such an incredibly powerful role in fostering their children's development. And of course, we all know that parents want their children's to, children to succeed and study after study after study just continues to make it clear that parents will eagerly uptake tools to support their parenting journey if they're available. The challenge is that the supply of high quality parenting solutions is it can be limited, they can be expensive, they can be hard to access for many families. And, and all too often, it's, it's really only the families with the most resource, resources get to access these effective tools. So our purpose, what we exist to do is really to fill this gap by creating very accessible evidence-based parenting solutions, equipping all families with these easy to use tools that they can tap into the immense power of a parent's love for their child and help ensure that all children are really given the opportunity to thrive in school and life. That's excellent. You know, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, when you have children, uh, they don't come with an instruction booklet. 
And, uh, right. you know, there's, 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 I, I, I sure didn't get one when I had my son. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the one thing missing there. There should be something else. It's like, Hey, did you forget something? You know, it's like, um, yeah, cause you know, it, and some of them are more difficult. Um, you, you, they try you a little bit more in the beginning and others, you know, they wait until they're about uh, 13. So, you know, <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, I, you know, I, I was able to access and had great support around me and, and figure out what I needed to do um, as a parent. And hopefully my son would tell you he turned out okay. But unfortunately, not all, you know, families have access to these high, you know, to high quality parenting tools. And we know, you know, just research shows that economically disadvantaged children in particular, they, you know, they can experience less responsive and stimulating care between birth and two years of age. They have 160th the amount of number talk between the ages of one and three and have 30 million fewer words at home by age four. So, you know, these types of differences um, in terms of parenting resources and the supports, um, particularly for economically disadvantaged children, those extend into elementary, middle, high school, and beyond, and, and often can result in really significant gaps in children's opportunities to, to thrive in school and life. So that is the mission, um, and, and you know, closing those gaps is really what drives us. Very cool. You know, why'd you, I, I got to ask this, so why did you take on the position of CEO at, at Parent Powered, and do you have some sp specific goals or, you know, you know, something that you're reaching for to make sure that, you, you know, the it's going to say, hey, we've accomplished something big here. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have, you know, throughout my career, one of the things that I always look for in terms of the businesses that I want to work for and lead are, is, is really around the mission. Um, because that is what drives me and I believe it's what it really drives teams and organizations to to thrive and um, perform at their peak and you know mission <laughs> this company's mission is is it's an incredible mission um, so I joined the company's board actually in early 2022 and I joined the board because I could see a you know young growing organization I, you know i love the fact that it's a research and evidence based set of tools um, that is you know continues to be woven through the tapestry of what we what we do every day and how we bring um, our content to market for parents is that underlying research basis um, and that in combination of you know there i think covid by the way, um, you know, we, we all lived together through this pandemic, but one thing that really became, I think, in, incredibly obvious, but in ways that were less obvious prior to the pandemic is the incredible agency that parents have in their development and, edu and, and education. You know, when we sent kiddos home um, to go learn independently online with the support of their parents. Parents learned really quickly what was and was was not working for their children in and out of the classroom. And so when I had the opportunity to join the board in early 2022, I was thinking a lot about parent agency 
um, and this opportunity to, you know, school districts um, and educational community-based organizations, uh, pre-K, um, K-12 school districts, of course, they've always cared about parent engagement. Um, but I think that that amplified coming out of the pandemic and Parent Powered was an organization that I could see was young, growing, research-based with an incredible mission. Um, by the way, one of the things that is really interesting to me and, and attracted me to the company is we are a public benefit corporation, which means that we're driven by a double bottom line. In other words, we have to focus on shareholder, share, share, stakeholder value, but also impact. Um, so those were some qualities that just really drew me to this business and um, wanting to take my talent and um, my expertise around growth and go to market and growth strategies and to really just um, kind of ampli amplify my passion for the work, but also to help get these, get these parenting tools and supports into more and more parents' hands. So that, that, that is my why long answer to a short question. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I appreciate it. You know, it's, you mentioned COVID and one of the things that, uh, um, experienced in education is a lot of parents, um, you know, and starting to say things like, you know, can you take the kid back? All right. We let's put him back in school. All right. We, <laughs> we're good. And, you know, and, uh, I, I had a neighbor who, uh, um, had uh, normally works out of home and uh, suddenly then the whole family was back at home. And it was like, <laughs> it was an right. inter interesting, uh, in interesting how our world's changed and, uh, um, and all of that, you know, looking for support and resources to help um, deal with uh, um, learning and uh, yeah, gaps that appeared and all kinds of stuff are, are so important. So good stuff. I, you know, what, uh, one of the things that I want to make sure we talked about is that Parent Powered recently announced an expansion of its family engagement program to cover students from birth through high school uh, graduation. Can you share the details of this news and what it means for students and their families? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we recently uh, made that announcement to the market that we are expanding. So we, uh, we will have our new high school um, curriculum available for the uh, next academic school academic school year, and it was uh, really kind of something that we the company had been talking about for for quite a long time. We had ex, uh, you know we started our heritage was in um, kind of pre K um, the ready for K uh, research basis is what Parent Powered was built upon, which of course was kindergarten readiness right. And over the years. We uh, since we launched the business, we have continued to, um, you know, sort of grow our the ages and stages have grown along with the children and the families that we've supported um, and, and largely because of the feedback that we've received from our families families, um, that they didn't want those supports to end um, as the students, as, as the children grew and matric matriculated from pre-K to K to elementary, and then eventually into middle school and now into high school. And um, our research, you know, validated that family engagement in high school really can Im uh, pr improve things like attendance and investment in academics, life satisfaction, healthy behaviors, high school completion and graduation enrollment in college and career programs and just general 
future aspirations and career clarity. So, so our desire to do it kind of came as a natural evolution, but also driven very much from the feedback um, of our, our families that expressed the, the desire to continue to have those parent supports as children go from being, you know, kiddos to adolescents um, to graduated teens. And we're really, really excited to be able to do that for our families. That's so cool. It, you know, one of the things that uh, um, that I want to make sure we talk about is that studies often highlight challenges like the dropout epidemic and students finding classes irrelevant. How does parent-powered uh, high school curriculum specifically tackle these issues? You know, what unique approaches do you employ to make things better? Yeah, uh, thank you for asking that. I mean, to, so to build the high school curriculum, our team worked with experts and really dove deeply into the latest research to make sure that we were fully understanding what support students need from the adults in their life to success, successfully launch into adulthood. And really like all of our curriculum, we crystallize this into easy to use in, insights for parents, which are delivered directly to them uh, three times a week. The research our team did really surfaced ways that parents and caregivers can support their teens in order to increase their persistence and help see help them see the value of their education. What we know is students need to see why school matters. So research finds that one of the primary drivers of high school disengagement and dropout is a failure to see like, why does it matter? Why do I need to be here? And so um, that's why our high school curriculum really does work to ensure that students are supported in seeing the relevance of school to their uh, personal goals, their interests. And we did that through uh, a very heavy focus on academic socialization, helping teens to see all the ways that school relates to their personal goals and interests. Another important factor is that students need to feel like the school is their community. So that's a very important predictor of engagement is really having and establishing these supportive relationships within the school, feeling an overall sense of belonging. Um, so our goal then is to help parents and guide parents around how do they support teens around strategies for forming relationships with their educators or teachers, fostering healthy and supportive friendships. Um, signing up for classes and extracurriculars in which they're going to have the opportunity to meet others with shared interests and passions. And then a, th a third thing just to mention is that students really need to see that school matters to their parents. So we help to orient parents around the importance of sharing their own beliefs on the relevance and importance of school, as this has really proven to be a significant driver of school performance and graduation rates. So we include messaging on the importance of attendance, routines that support strong learning and active listening around, you know, teens feelings about school. And so our program is really designed to help parents foster those types of discussions and um, supports. That's excellent. I mean, because it's one of the things that going back to something we said earlier, which is there's no instruction booklet for when you have the child. Uh, you know, there's just so many different things that can cause uh, things, I mean, say variables maybe, uh, that uh, right. can, can cause issues with uh, a child thinking about, you know, whether they want to go to school or not. And, uh, and on top of that, not only whether they want to go and whether they want to do something other than, you know, eat lunch, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. how they participate. Mm -hmm. So being able to help them make those connections and especially if they're already struggling too, that's, that's 
Um, got to be another variable that uh, interferes with the, you know, getting beyond the, oh, why do I have to do this? You know, <laughs> and as, as a former. Yeah, there, there are so many variables that would <laughs> could be preventers to, to student um, and school success. So how, how can parents help those teens navigate that? And it's so important. I mean, as a, as a former high school history teacher, one of the first questions that comes out of their mouths is, uh, why do we need to know this? <laughs> right. So, yeah. why, why does X plus Y equals Z matter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I love the t-shirt when you talk about math. Find X. Here it is. You know, and it's, yeah, not exactly. But, uh, you know, so it, there are lots of, you know, the need for support and ideas and helping them mm-hmm. um, see the relevancy and uh, and connect with it. So I, I love that. Uh, you know, one of the things that's uh, crucial is family engagement. And, you know, from pre-K mm-hmm. to high school, I mean, what advice do you have for educators to enhance family engagement? And how do these strategies differ across various educational levels? And what do you think? Yeah, well, you know, we we often in the industry think about family engagement most commonly at the elementary school as it's it's most commonly thought of as an elementary school practice, but research really shows that student achievement and overall well-being and outcomes will benefit from family engagement at every age and stage of development. So, our philosophy is really, you know, there there's some common there's some common practices that we encourage every educator to use no matter what age and stage they're serving. And those are really designed to help build trust um, and productive relationships between families and schools, which are absolutely fundamental to school success. And that's really at the heart of you know, what we consider great family engagement. So those kinds of practices include things like, for example, bringing in family voice at every age and stage. So when families are, you know, really feeling like they're a part of defining um, your engagement efforts, you help to ensure that those efforts are representing the unique strengths and needs and the lived experiences of your families. So those might be things like listening sessions, parent policy councils that include, you know, pre-K to 12 families doing ongoing um, surveys of your parents. Um, And with every curriculum, we've built, built, we've always brought family voice into the process through these types of listening sessions and interviews. And we do that because we think it makes a better product for families. Um, Another, you know, kind of tip or or tool is really to make sure that um, as, as a school, as an educator, as a district, that you're providing families with the foundation to engage at every age and stage. So, you know, do a communication audit. How are you communicating with families at different ages? Do families have what they need to receive your communication? Have they been oriented around your systems and expectations? For example, like at the at the high school level, for example, if you're sharing information on grades in a student portal, do the families know how to access that portal? Is it in their home language? Um, also bringing families together around things that they care about and want more support with. So at the elementary level, for example, parents may want strategies for supporting reading at home or ways to navigate challenging behaviors. At the high school level, that this may be how, how to support healthy technology habits or how to fill out the FAFSA. The fastest route really is to ask um, to do this. You, you know, you just want to have these sort of feedback loops in place 
between families and school at every age and stage. Um, we've been surveying our families since we first started the program, and that information has been super essential for us to help continue to improve the curriculum and parent experience. We provide surveys to our parents every quarter, um, which we have found to be just invaluable to evaluating um, our family engagement programs. I think it's just a, a practice that we would encourage um, educators and districts to be doing. Um, another key thing is really thinking about those um, providing lots of support during those key points of transition. For example, from pre-K to elementary or kindergarten to elementary, elementary to middle school, middle school to high school. Those points of transition are super essential for setting families up for success. Um, and that really will lay the foundation to really creating those trust, trust collaborative relationships with the family, increase the likelihood that the student's gonna have a smooth entry into the next phase of learning, which can often be like a big hiccup in um, that student experience. So thinking about, you know, how does the school work? Um, communication systems, grading systems, attendance systems, finding opportunities to engage with the school, student development, what does it look like? How does it impact ways that students and schools interact with? So, you know, that thinking about those key transitions um, for families and, and their children is, it's, it's just a really important time. And think about those adolescents, that adolescent development marks a time when children are just really working towards increased independence. Um, so we really uh, think about transitioning those support, supports for parents um, more around supporting that part of the child development experience and less towards like direct skill support, such as learning to read, for example. Oh, you know, it's, there's so many different things. And I, I'm going to pick on ninth graders for a minute that the age of, <laughs> of a ninth grader, um, you know, cause some of the kids, they're starting to make some real changes in their thoughts and about the world and so forth. And some of them are still in the, in the eighth and seventh grade, you know, they may be mm. age of eighth, you know, ninth grade, but they're still kind of in the thoughts of uh, coming out of elementary school or such. And, and it's, and sure. it's just interesting because those things in themselves, um, if a school is uh, thinking around the idea, like some of the things you mentioned, you know, one of the things is, uh, you know, how the school operates so like uh, how do you get your lockers how do you how, how do you transition between classes uh, where where is the cafeteria and how do I get there and when do I go there and now when do I when do I eat you know that's a very important teenage question and uh, you know there's just so many aspects of this the daily school operation that uh, sometimes adults don't think about stuff like that Right. And those can be like big tripping points. If a student's not feeling supported or understanding that, how, you know, how, how can they enter into the classroom with a mind, with a learning mindset when they're like, I can't find my locker or my locker. I can't remember my, my combination or, you know, you know, whatever, whatever these like little logistical things that like seem like little logistical things, but in the world of a teen who's trying to thrive in a school environment, they're not little things. And, and so we think about like, well, how can, how can both the school and, and the family support the kiddos during those key transitions? It's super important. You know, it's, it's funny, but uh, as, 
as little as this might sound, one of the most stressful issues that you have, especially as a ninth grader coming into high school, is how you're going to open and close your locker. Um, because depending on what type of locking mechanism it has, if you bring your own lock, that's one thing. And if it, it has its own lock, then that's another thing. And it's funny because the type of support that a parent could provide there is, let's figure out how to do this thing before before school starts type of thing. But it, there's so many issues that just center around things like that that a lot of times are just like, you know, we don't think of as an adult. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about... Um... Yeah, I mean, there are dozens of them, right? We could probably spend all morning, you know, naming them all off, but just, you know, again, using the locker, um, the locker example, do you have enough time to get to your locker and get your books for your next class? Or do you need to bring the books and materials you need for your next three classes? And how do we teach kids to understand that's like time management, that's organization skills, <laughs> you know, the, it matters. It does. It matters. Especially, especially so, when you look at the the size of the building, uh, um, depending on the size of the school and what route they could take. And uh, does the route allow me time to talk to my friends or not? And uh, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the things uh, I remember having a couple of discussions with, um, Miss Merletto, I'm just late all the time. I don't, I don't understand. Oh, let's see what route you took. Oh, let's. Okay, now if you did this, yeah. Anyway, it's it. Yeah. It, yep. Exactly. Exactly. You'd be, be surprised how easy, if you have those conversations, how much um, some of that stress goes away as they figure out things that, um, but they didn't think of in the beginning. So having those resources is just so important. I pull. I'm I'm picking on lockers right now, and I'm picking on you know, ninth graders, but <laughs> there's mm-hmm. just so many issues that uh, it can pop up. I, I like this stuff. Uh, and by the way, in family engagement, you know, it's funny. You have a lot of parents that say that once their kid hits middle school, they have to kind of go, you know, make them <laughs> figure out how to be an influence in the, the middle school ages and above, because a lot of times the kid's are like, yeah, what are you doing at school? You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> and, well, right. The relationship changes. Yes. Right. And, and um, so that's why in our, in our curricula, we really focus on, um, you know, kind of a, a, a broad base of the types of supports that are appropriate for the age and the stage, right? So, you know, in the elementary um, and, you know, the, the pre-K, K elementary space, we are helping parents do more around skill development, as well as kind of the, the social and emotional supports that students need to thrive in an academic and life environment. But also think about when, when they become adolescents and they're entering middle school and then high school, the relationship between parent and child changes and, and what's happening in the school environment and the influences of the, you know, their social life takes on such a, a, a more, um, prevalent aspect and how, how do parents navigate that? How do they continue to foster healthy relationship, um, productive discussions um, during those changes in the, you know, the parent child relationship that are perfectly normal and natural and expected. And yet ever more important that parents can feel successful and supported um, and helping their children navigate those those life changes. Love it, good stuff. I, 
All right, so we're getting close to finishing up, and uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Terry, is you know if you know my audience is educators. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. what what message do you want educators to know about parent powered, um, and how it can support the efforts to, to uh, creating a positive learning environment uh, before we go? Yeah, I mean the last the last several years we've we've seen an erosion of trust between families and schools, and we talked a little bit about you know, the, how the pandemic impacted and, and maybe exacerbated that. So it's, you know, one of our goals is to help rebuild that trust, which is essential to creating a positive, productive learning environment within within a school. In order to build that healthy and trusting relationship between the school and the parents or their caregivers, we always use a strengths-based approach to our programs, we elevate and appreciate the family perspective and experiences while giving them, you know, useful, practical information that increases their their sense of confidence and agency as learning partners. We want to leverage parents' unique and um, irreplaceable role in their children's lives. For example, we su- everything we suggest is mapped into existing daily routines so that when parents and caregivers read about a suggested activity or strategy, they think, oh, I can do that. Um, because what we know is that when students and families feel like they know how to be successful in school that and that the school wants them to succeed, then you've got that foundation for trust that you need for a thriving learning environment. And that that partnership between home and, and, and school is, is just so incredibly important. Um, and we, we really want educators to know that our, our role in this is to help bridge and support those relationships and those collaborations. Very good. I like that. Like that a lot. Hey, you know, as we're, Closing up, I got a couple more questions, but uh, um, if someone wanted to find out more information, connect with you guys, uh, uh, where would you send them? Oh, goodness. Um, well, absolutely. We would love to connect with folks. And I think probably the best place um, to start is uh, is just to come to our website, which is parentpower.com. And um, there you can find out information about how we support families across the different ages and stages, as we've talked about. Um, We have a number of different resources out there, um, uh, examples of our our key messages that go to parents three times a week, um, and, you know, a a strong welcome to to get in touch with us. Excellent. I will have that, uh, the website there in uh, the show notes, so it's easy to find. And uh, here are a couple of last questions I'd like to ask my guests. The first one goes like this, Terry. Uh, how do you keep going when so much is going on that you may want to quit? Oh, goodness. That's a great question. Um, you know, as I said, kind of in the beginning, I'm driven by mission. Um, and that's, that's for me, I, I'm, I'm so much a person that gets up every morning and I think about the impact that, that I'm able to have on this key work. And that, that's definitely my number one what keeps me going when, when times get hard or I'm especially tired or, you know, things are happening in the world around me that just, you know, it can be challenging, but that the mission is really what drives me. And then of course the support of my family um, that are continuing to support me and my passion for the work. Nice. Nice. Uh, last question. Do you have a teacher in your past mm-hmm. who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say, thank you. Um, yeah, it was my dad, actually. 
Um, I mean, I we've we've all had those special teachers, but my father is a uh, is was an educator and um, you know brought brought that back into the into the home environment. You know, for for my brothers and I as well. And I think really, um, you know, his innate teaching and coaching. Um, abilities really helped me to see the value in my own education and perseverance, pushing me to excellence. And um, my, my my dad always really focused on, you know, grades matter, of course, but effort matters more. And I've, I've really, I've really brought that through the entirety of, of my life as an adult and, and really focusing on it's, it's the effort that matters. And if you put in the time and the effort, and you care about, um, you know, take pride in your work, generally that it's going to have a positive result for you. So. That is excellent. That is excellent. Very cool that uh, you recognize your father. I like that. Nice stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I try, I try to thank him pretty often. Very cool. <laughs> and say, thank you, dad. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. Uh, Terry, thanks so much for sharing parent powered with us and uh, what cool work you're doing keep it up and uh, wish you all the best when you do. Thank you so much and really appreciate it. This has been fun. Thank you very much. Hey, you have been listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast to help you help kids achieve their dreams. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the podcast network based in Canada called Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Hey, thanks for listening. It would be awesome if you visited my website at stephenmaletto.com and connected with me, left a review, and listened to more episodes. And by the way, you could also share it with your friends, with your family, and uh, your colleagues. Thanks so much. You're awesome.